Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to the basketball podcast that is yet to be named. <laughs> I'm Chris Platty and bringing back a longtime guest, you guys know him and the fans have been asking, Chris. Chris Phillips, how you doing Chris? I'm great, how are you? Wow, holy hell, what a game seven we what had. What a game, what a what game. What a game, it, with an 18.9 rating if you're into those TV ratings, that smashed an NBA record. Uh, all-time greatest, all, probably Did they the greatest. the viewers yet? I'm, uh, I'm huge. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what the ratings mean. Like, I just look at the millions of viewers. Like, yeah, I. I just know that the rating 18.9 is like unheard of and like really. really it probably good. was like 25 million. Easy. And that's huge for like an NBA Easy. playoff game. I mean, like NHL Stanley Cup game, like three million. I know. That's and, no surprise. And we, and we talked about this a little bit. Is that. I don't think we've ever in our lifetime had a game that had this much stake at stake. Like definitely, you... I would say. First of all, I would say that's probably in the best top two, easily top two games I can ever remember watching. That with um, Game Six, Spurs Heat, was yeah. twenty thirteen. Yeah, with Ray. With Allen. Ray Allen shot. Um, so I'd say those are probably the two best games I've ever seen live. But yeah, definitely uh, the biggest game with the biggest stakes. Be um, talking about LeBron's legacy if. Either two and five, three and four, and then on another side there's the Warriors. Curry didn't get the Finals MVP last year, so maybe he's got to prove himself. And then obviously seventy three and nine. Yeah, you've got like Scotty Pippen said, don't make anything without the ring, and couldn't be more true. Yeah, I mean, couldn't be more true, and that's why, that's why, like, if I'm being completely honest, which if you've listened to my podcast, you know this already, and I've admitted it already that I was rooting for Golden State because. Just because I am a fan of Curry, I am a fan of that team, and seventy three and nine, like to me, if you don't win a ring, I knew that forever they were going to be forever shitted on if they didn't get <laughs> if they didn't get the ring. And so now, right now, you're not seeing it because it's all you know. They're all just caught up in the joy of LeBron bringing Cleveland its first title in fifty two years in any major sport. I mean, that might be the most impressive stat we talked That's about crazy. today. That he came back and he brought. I think it. it's. It, it's. I feel like the Cavs are most deserving just because they've been, if anyone in the, out of those teams in Cleveland, they've been the closest a couple times. Yeah. Uh, 07, and then a couple heartbreaks there with the Magic, Celtics, blah, blah blah, and then of course the Warriors last year. So they've been close a couple times in the last ten years or so, and the Browns and those other teams just haven't really been. So I feel like it's really cool that yeah. it was the Cavs that was the team to get it done finally. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a good point. I never thought of it that way. That you know, it it was. It was almost poetic justice that it was the Cavs that did it, and it was LeBron that did it. I mean, just thinking about this game, you couldn't have scripted it any better, right? Like they go down three to one against the best team of all time, arguably, like record wise. Yes. Record wise, yeah. yes. Um, you and I both—I don't think either one of us think that it's the best team ever. But, top five, maybe. But yeah, yeah, pro- like right yeah, probably top five, and. So they go up three to one, and this is a team that's not only top five of all time, but it's also one of the historically greatest home teams of all time too. They were one away from breaking that or from tying that record as well. So, but they had 
was it two losses in the regular season at home? Yeah, two losses. And in they the- literally lost two games back-to-back at home. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. They never lost three games in a row Since in, November two, in, in two 2013. years. November 2013. Oh, 2013, 2013 even longer. Wow. Man, that's... That's insane. So for the Cavs to do all that, and look, it was spearheaded by LeBron. I mean, LeBron was LeBron was just amazing. I can't, I can't even begin to describe watching that what he was doing. He was dominating the game in every facet. He was, he had at least one or two chase down blocks every game. So he had the he had those which you know we haven't seen in a couple of years from LeBron. Like, that was really, vintage right there. Yeah, that was vintage LeBron. And then you've seen him taking over with the playmaking. He was, his passing was just amazing. I know he had a few turnovers, but for the most part, his playmaking was just so cerebral. Everything he did was so calculated. It's like he was, it's like he was smarter than the entire Warriors team put together. I mean, he was just, he was just always finding the right passes, always making the right plays, and then he knew what to do at what moments, like. He knew when to take over. And that last, uh, game seven yesterday, that last probably six, seven minutes, even probably the whole fourth quarter, like it, the ball was literally in his hands every position, which needs to happen. But really no one else took like any shots really. Like, yeah, other than Kyrie. I, even at one point I was saying like, I, I love that LeBron has that. And, like he can, he, now he wanted the ball. But I was saying like Kyrie needs to get a shot here. Kyrie needs to get a shot here. And finally he got his shot and made it count so yeah Kyrie that was great Kyrie got his shot and that was that was another kind of thing that was poetic just justice about this series was that Kyrie had heard all this talk about you know Steph being the great not only the greatest point guard in the league but the greatest player in the league and Kyrie thinks he's the greatest point guard in in the league so he got his chance to go and he look he outworked Curry in a seven game series oh, yeah, definitely this wasn't a four game series where it could have been a fluke no he straight up outperformed Curry now whether you don't think he's healthy or not i i don't think Curry's healthy but you know i'm not going to it's not an excuse at the end of the day the bottom line is Kyrie outperformed Curry for seven games seven consecutive games I really don't think there was a single game this series. Kyrie was better. No, Kyrie was there consistently every single yeah. game doing what he needed to do and more. So. He had some bad games, but even those games, Curry didn't outperform him. Yeah. I don't think a single game Curry no. outperformed Kyrie in this series. So, I mean, that's huge. Now, when, you, when you're when you talking about having two of the best players on the floor for this series, that's that's why they won. That's why they won straight up. They had the, they had the best two players. Yeah. And we thought going into the series that Cleveland – might have or sorry that Golden State might have three of the top five players you know in this series and so that's why between that and their bench depth that's why I went with them because I thought that those two those three guys plus the bench was going to outperform LeBron Kyrie in the bench and I knew Kevin Love wasn't going to be that much of a factor but uh he played well in game seven too yeah definitely he uh what we said before the finals even started that Love was pretty much the x factor like it wasn't necessarily a good matchup for him and that was proven, obviously. He was not very good at all throughout that series. But when it counted, he showed up pretty good in Game 7. He was tacking the glass. He was getting rebounds. He was getting the free throw line. So, you know, you can't – I would say you could, he could get a little more from him, but it doesn't matter now. Yeah. He, he did what he needed to do at the time, and that's all you can ask. I'm, I'm really happy for Kevin Love because I'm a, I'm a big Kevin Love fan. I'm a big believer in Kevin Love. I just think that this particular team is a very bad matchup for Kevin Love because because of the small ball. Kevin Love can't play that well against it. 
Uh, he matches up horribly with Draymond Green. Yeah. He can't guard like Harrison Barnes or or God knows he can't guard Curry and no. uh, Clay well, and all that. Oh yeah. Possession. That's that's true. The new Curry stopper. <laughs> the new Curry stopper. He took Delvadova's place. Um, but no. Kevin Love just it's a bad matchup. So I always I've been saying that throughout the entire series, guys. Kevin Love is not horrible. Kevin Love is not two points in three minutes bad. He just he he's no, a bad it's matchup. Clear, it's clear he's not that bad. Like prior season stats just prove it. He's uh, on this team. He's sixteen and ten, and he's a third wheel. That's that's great. But in this matchup, clearly, like we knew, we like we said, it just didn't work out for him, and that was proven game after game, literally just couldn't find his open shot and when he did it wasn't going through he couldn't attack the glass that well couldn't play defense that well but I mean, it's whatever at this point yeah and he he had his moment I feel like everybody had their moments LeBron obviously dominated the entire game and the entire series and then you have Kyrie have that moment where he crosses up Curry and hits what is what turns out to be the game winner and then uh, then you have Kevin Love, who gets the who gets switched onto Steph Curry for one of the final possessions of the game and guards him very well, you know. So it's like everybody got their chance to prove uh, to prove their doubters wrong in the end. But uh, back to back to Kevin Love though, I did like, I, I I do think that if and I wonder what you think about this. Like I feel like if if Kevin Love and the Cavs played the Thunder in this series then it would have been, Kevin Love could have arguably been the second best player. Like, I just really think it was that bad of a matchup for Kevin Love. Well, yeah, because now you have Westbrook and Kyrie going at and just exhausting yeah. each other out pretty much, um, which would leave him on and either it, Ibaka or Cantor And he much. can guard those guys. Definitely, he definitely could. Cantor's so slow. So, yeah, yeah that would, definitely, yeah. yeah he could have definitely contributed much more in that type I, of situation. Yeah, I do, think, I do think the one thing, if you want to point out Kevin Love, I do think the one criticism was the shot wasn't falling. You know, but um, maybe I mean he wasn't getting that many looks. So if yeah. if he's in a series where he's getting more looks and getting more engaged and active on offense, then I think that you could have uh, you could have done something with him. But enough about enough about the game. The game was great, all time high. That LeBron block is forever known as now the block. Like there's no. Yeah, I see. I seen this thing. It was it was like a, it was a Twitter thing. It was like the moment you realized. LeBron wasn't losing, and I feel like it couldn't be more true. Like, it really, because no one was scoring. It was eighty nine, eighty nine, and open layup. Like they would have taken the lead with what minute and forty to go. Crowd yeah. went bananas, and he, uh, he literally—I don't even think he was even in the TV picture. Like when the fast break started, and then he wasn't. All of a sudden, it was like I—I I, I was freaking out. I couldn't believe it. It was seriously. It was it dethroned the Tayshawn block. Like it was it was that it was on that level good. Like I seriously think, because me being like a huge Pistons fan, I know this. Like, like because I've watched this play a thousand times. Is Reggie Miller's at the free throw line while Tayshawn Prince is at half court, and I feel like I have to look at the picture again. But I feel like it was literally that exact same setup. It was, was that, yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, I mean, he was like so far away from him. Yeah, and he got there because he got there in like two seconds from half court to the rim. He got there in two seconds and blocked it like. It and was, the good, the great thing about both of those blocks is they both stayed in play. Yeah, like, that's true. Tayshon hit it up. He hit it pretty high, but I think Rip saved it. Yep. And then the LeBron block just smacked it off the glass, fell right to the Cavs. So but that's why that great. That's actually that block a huge. So yeah. yeah. That's actually that's actually a huge factor in it too, because it's not it's not okay. You get the ball back yeah. like like when he blocked Curry, you know, throughout the games. But no, 
I was watching the game. I was watching the game with with Ben, and when we we both uh, we both were rooting for the Warriors, by the way. And so we're watching the game, and when Iguodala goes up, and we we don't even see LeBron in the picture. We're not even focused on LeBron. We're focused on. I believe it was either Kyrie or Richard Jefferson, whoever Iguodala was. I think was, it was Kyrie was somewhat close. Yeah, like, like behind yeah. him. Yeah, like he's slightly more behind him. him yeah. yeah, and so then I'm like, uh, we're not even thinking. You know, we just see LeBron and block that shot, and we just look at each other and we're like, this is it. This is the Cavs got it. Like, yeah, it really was it, a it, signature moment. Yeah, it was like a turn of events. Like like it was tied as a stalemate, and there was like a total turn of events like deadlock 89 i was like okay well the Cavs are gonna win and it was tied like, i know was that before the um the curry when curry missed the wide open three that he had i, I or well, was that after i don't know he missed it he missed a couple i don't remember the stretch. Sequence, i don't know yeah. probably because they didn't score for like five minutes yeah they had 89 they finished the game with 89 so i know they didn't score after that um and he jacked up i think two threes at the end i think i want to say that was that was, the K-Law possession was like 30 seconds to go, and then I think he jacked up the one that like hit the backboard and it didn't yeah. hit the rim was right before that, I think. But I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I think I think that Curry sequence, but uh, there's one where he's on the right side of the court and he's like basically near the out-of-bounds, like a couple feet behind the three-point line, and he chucks it up, and, um, and he missed that, and that's when I really knew... I believe that was slightly. I think I believe that was the next play after the LeBron block, and I was just like, "Damn!" Yeah, because the Cavs really the Cavs came down and they didn't score. Yeah, yeah, they so didn't. they probably did go to Curry for that three again, and I obviously it didn't fall. So yeah, I mean, what a what a game though. I seriously, I can say this without any doubt in my mind that it is the greatest game I've ever seen, and just because I really think that I re- I really think that this one had even more stakes than. The, than the Ray Allen shot series that you're talking about before, Miami-San Antonio. Because I know that's LeBron's going for only a second title, but he did win last year. And I think I think this one's just much more the whole Cleveland not winning the title. Better team. He did it for Cleveland. He couldn't yeah. have fallen to 2-5. and five. It was Game 7 rather than Game 6. Like There's so yeah. many, so many things that make it. Like, literally the highest... Like this is that was it. Then nothing else. Like nothing else in NBA history tops. Yeah, exactly. It's like this was exactly. this was the king, and I do feel like I do feel like also what helps is the Spurs are the Spurs. You know, like they they have they have a fan base, but they don't have a big fan base. Whereas like you have Curry versus LeBron. You know the two, yeah. the two and seventy three and nine. Like there was just so much more at stake, which is what made this game so great to me. Um, so I'll, let's let's get into the Warriors side then, since we're talking the Warriors. Um, Steph Curry. Now, do you think do you think that Steph Curry had a bad series, or do you think he just played? Oh, he just didn't play on Steph Curry level. Uh, I would say he had a bad series. He first unanimous MVP. I say that in mm-hmm. uh, quotations because that's not right. It's but, it's not. Um, first unanimous MVP. At the very least, do what you did in the regular season. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even close. I'm not even saying just on, like a Curry, not even on a Curry level. He just wasn't that good. You look back and his points per game is probably like 26. And you're like, oh, 26. He had two assists per game, I think it was, yeah. throughout the seven games. He's the point guard of that team. You can't, that can't happen. And yeah, he made his threes, but he took a lot. He took a lot, a of lot, threes. and so his his field percentage probably wasn't that great, nowhere near what it was in the regular season. Um, he just wasn't even close to 
doing what he needed to do. So I'd say he had a bad series. Oh yeah, easily. I just think you can't let him off the hook. No, no, I agree with you. I I, I agree that we talked about this before the podcast that we both felt like last year, last year he actually he didn't play as bad as the reputation was. Like he played good, but he didn't play Steph right. Curry good. But and he wasn't but as this good one, last year. Yeah, this like he just wasn't. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's Curry's legacy I think becomes very interesting now. You know, unanimous MVP, seventy three and nine, and you don't show up in the finals. Now, look, I'm going to say that and I've said it all playoffs, so you can get on me. I've said it after good games, I've said it after bad games. Curry is hurt. Curry is uh he alluded to it in the press conference. He said, you know, regardless it's no excuse. I don't I don't plan on needing surgery and I'm I'm paraphrasing cuz I don't know the exact quote, but he talked about how he he didn't he said he didn't need surgery, but he definitely needs to get healthy. And I I just I think that look, just because you're just because you have a 40-point game doesn't mean you're back. It just means that, you know, some nights when you're a shooter, your shots go in. Like yeah, that exactly. it's a, it's that simple. And and even if and I've also I've also heard this point, which I very much agree with, is maybe he's not, maybe he's not that hurt anymore. But also, when you think about get getting taken out of the game for two two and a half weeks, it takes a long time to get acclimated back into the into the swing of things, especially in playoffs when you have to do this kind of on the fly. It was a, I feel like he was out of rhythm, and for like a shooter, um, shooters especially, you know, rhythm is everything. So I feel like it was. It might have been even more that than the injury. I don't know, because I know what you mean, but literally, like, when he came back from the injury was that Portland game, and all of a sudden it was just, like, some big explosive yeah. performance, and it was just, like, out of nowhere. Like, I was, I remember I was not even, because he wasn't even, I don't think he was determined to play in that game. They didn't yeah, really they say. Yeah, they used game time, yeah. So I wasn't even watching. I ended up going to bed because it was the West Coast game. Mm-hmm. And so I went to bed, and then I woke up probably 6, 7 in the morning for work, and... Curry has this ridiculous performance off the bench, and I was like, well, I couldn't believe it. So I was like, kind of doubting that even the injury was even like there, but like all of a sudden he was back. So I don't know. I mean, he seemed. I just think he didn't. He like you said, he's a shooter, so I don't think he was on for the majority of the time. That's what it came down to. And yeah, and I don't want to sound like I'm taking everything away from the Cavs. Like the Cavs made sure they tried their damn hardest to make sure that Curry was not comfortable. And so they did anything and everything they could to throw him off rhythm. They got physical with him. They attacked him on def- on offense. They attacked his defense, uh, which, you know, I, I think it's over-criticized, his lack of defense. I think he's okay on defense, but, you know, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, I just think that they did a lot of things to take him out of rhythm, but also I believe that he never really was in, completely in rhythm. Because you've seen it, like, after that Portland game, the next game he would shoot like two of or like two of nineteen, and like it was just it was just very it was a weird dynamic to see him struggle this much for this long and not be able to find his shot. Um, but LeBron, LeBron, look, and LeBron clearly snatched the mantle back, right? His greatest player in the world, like it's not even yeah. close. Um, and and look, Curry, I was one of the people that said you know Curry's the best at that time, but. I was going at that time. I, I mean, regular season-wise, how can you deny that he wasn't the greatest player at that time? But then when it comes to playoffs, when everything is slowed down, teams game plan for you, it comes down to this simple fact that LeBron can dominate more ways than Curry. If Curry's not, if Curry's not hitting shots, he's just a guy out there who's average on defense. 
but if LeBron's but if LeBron's not shooting shots, he's making plays for others or he's dominating the defensive end. He dominates in so many different ways. And not even like even if he's not making shots, he can at least attempt to get to the rim, get to the foul line, yeah. get people in foul trouble. He's gonna have a factor in the game no matter what. Like, yeah. There's no way to take him literally out of the game. And layups are more consistent than threes. Right. Like I know everybody falls in love with the three pointer, but let's be real, it's much easier to hit a layup than it is to hit a three. Yeah. So with that being said, like I believe that I believe that LeBron is his game plan is is much better suited for the playoffs and for the finals, especially when it becomes watered down, like I said. Um, just to just to throw out some LeBron stats here, I was looking at this before the podcast and I showed Chris. So there's this stat called game score, right? And it it's a very advanced analytic stat, and it's kind of like it's kind of like the new and improved PER, which is the player efficiency rating, which is basically the baseline metric to evaluate how good a player is. And this is kind of the new and improved version of it. And so I was looking at the the top performances, the top game scores in finals history. And are you ready for this? LeBron James, game six, is number one with 42.5. LeBron James, game five, where he scored 41, also with Kyrie, is 39.2. LeBron has two of the top three performances in finals history, statistically. That is, that is insane. Like, and that's why, that's why I don't think, maybe you feel, maybe you disagree with me. I don't think that Golden State choked. I think that they got, the Cavs got four historic performances by, in two, in three games. They got, they got the two, the two performances from Kyrie and LeBron in game five. Then they got LeBron in game six and LeBron I don't think they choked either. I just think it's clear they were a shooting team and they weren't hitting their shots. I mean, yeah, maybe they didn't have great looks, but that's probably because of the Cavs or blah, blah, blah. They just weren't falling. And LeBron, two of the best three games in finals history, and everyone else needed everyone else did what they needed to do. Kyrie stepped up. He was huge throughout the series, but everyone else did what they needed to do. Kevin Love was a little disappointed, but Thompson was huge in that series. Thompson was Thompson was so so valuable to that whole series. Um, J.R. Smith did what he needed to do. Those guys just everything was they needed to do they did and then they they put on the shoulders of LeBron and he ran away with it that's what it was yeah i mean they 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 did it they did their role and LeBron definitely did his i mean it's just it's just incredible like that's why like so many people the storyline they're running with is oh the warriors are the first team to ever blow a 3 to 1 lead choke job you know like in the finals and and i'm like how can you how can you even say that because they did they played so they just they just got beat. Like, look, I just think it came down to there was three games and Cleveland was better each game. Yeah, definitely. That, that's all it was. Like, Cleveland didn't smash them. It's not like Golden State was winning by twenty and they blew a lead. Like, they weren't even. Yeah. Two of those games, two both then five and six both start out with the Cavs on a huge run. Yeah. So five and six start out. With, and then the, and game seven was just even the whole way through. So. Yeah, game seven was just back and forth. And look, it comes. It came down to look. Golden State had one cold stretch. Had they had a hot stretch, they're probably champions, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, Curry hits one or two of those threes. Cry goes bananas. They got the lead. You know, and you the Cavs know, are in trouble. Maybe so. maybe LeBron gives the ball to a role player. He panics. You know, it's over. Kyrie forces a shot. You yeah. know, and that's the thing. Like people act like the Cavs dominated this series, and they didn't. They just won three games. I mean, they kind of. They played. They definitely played better than the Warriors both games, 
five and six. In Game Seven, it was it was really a toss up. It was. It just 50-50. came down to the end. That's all yeah, it was. It all. I mean, that's good, all it was. Good basketball game. That's all. It, it was great. And so, for those of you that are wondering where Kyrie's performance is on this list, um, number two is Tim Duncan, by the way, in uh, two thousand three. Uh, but number okay, number twenty four. Kyrie's uh, Kyrie's game five, where he scored forty one points, was twenty was twenty fourth all time in terms of uh, advanced analytics in terms of final performance. Again, the stat is called game score. If you want to look it up, um, LeBron LeBron again leads it all with forty two point five in game six, and in game five he had thirty nine point two. So very very efficient. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see. I don't think we'll ever see a three-game stretch like that again. Like, no, probably not. Probably not. And even Game Seven, like he wasn't—I think he was like nine for twenty-four. Like that's not really that great of shooting, but he was just all over the place, impacting the game. So the that's block, just, yeah, it just shows the, the how assists. good he is. Yeah. I don't remember how many assists he had. I, I have mean, the stats in front of me. Let me. Fif- look. He had fifteen and or ten and eleven, maybe. Yeah, I know he had 11, 11. eleven. Yeah, eleven, eleven. So. Three blocks and two steals. Also, he was averaging like three steals the last couple games and like yeah. two blocks. Like he literally he filled the, up he, every catch. Yeah, he led the. He oh led, yeah, I heard that. Stat. He led both teams in every single of the five categories. Yeah, and all of the five basic categories: points, assists, rebounds, blocks, and steals. LeBron Never led them done, all. So. Never been done. I mean, we can't we can't stop talking about LeBron. It, and this is so huge now because now he's three and four instead of two and five. We talked about that in the podcast. And Chris, to me, I know I know that you know you can't. People won't remember this twenty years from now in terms of in terms of uh, my viewpoint on this. But I feel like I feel like this counts as two or three rings. I mean, it, it's what a, he did—it's a crazy win. Like down three-one to this team. Um, I have high praise for LeBron. You know that. And yeah. People know that. Um, I think before the series, I would already put him in my top five greatest of all mm-hmm. time. I think some people would not agree. Some people are just haters. Some people don't think so, blah, blah, blah. I think this cements him literally into the top two. I think he surpasses Magic with this. I think it's Jordan, and I don't think he's all that close to Jordan. I think he has to get one, two more. Um, but I would leave. I would say he's second best player of all time. Okay. I think it's debatable. I think... In a lot of people's eyes, that's debatable, but I think of what he did, and I think he, to me, he's already right there, about five six, and now he's two three. Okay, I I, I feel that I'm 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 with that, but I, okay, so Noah Lofman and I are doing a podcast later. Uh, it'll be later in the summer. It's we're we're starting research already. Top twenty greatest players of all time. It's going to be a very fun debate. And so I won't I won't give you I won't give away my LeBron spot. It does not change despite this performance. Oh. But I will say but I will say this. I will say it is below two and above five. It is, it is okay. At the high. very least I think that's He has to be top five. Then, yes. After at least after this. If not if if he were to lose this, I can I can see arguments for top ten, not top five. That I can yeah. that's fine. But after this win, you said he doesn't change. But for a lot of people, it probably does. He cannot not be in your top five. I don't think. No. I just don't see how that is real. No, like, I don't. Get I f- it. I feel like I feel like where I ranked him, I feel like I couldn't I couldn't go. I I was already going high. So like yeah, I mean you you hear by the way I'm talking about him now how much praise I have for him and how much like 
how much better I think of him, and I think of him in such a better light now because of this series. But I still feel like I still feel like where he's at is very good, and I think I think you'll I think you'll accept where he has it. Um, maybe I'll give you a sneak peek before I do it before uh, I do the podcast, but that would be great. This the list here, uh, the game score is kind of interesting. He is the oldest player on this list until Carmelo at fifteen. Wow. Oh, that is that is actually a good idea. I just, I yeah, just wow. Looking at that. Wow, thirty-four. Carl Malone was thirty-four. Uh, that's that's the finals, nineteen ninety-eight against Jordan and the Bulls. You know. it's a, no, no one's even close. It's just Malone, really. Yeah, Jesus. Wow. And then, oh no, Charles Barkley's thirty. And yeah, but LeBron's M3. thirty-one, one sixty-nine. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, no one's older than LeBron except in the top, um, in the top twenty. That, it's ridiculous. Maybe yeah, actually we can go far. Yeah, way down there. LeBron's right there. Dennis Johnson. Oh yeah. Nobody's older than LeBron in the top 39 spots except Carl Malone, who's age 34 in the 1998 Finals, the Jazz versus the Bulls. That, that's actually an incredible thing to point out, too. Um, wow, even peak. And LeBron's everywhere on this list, man. Yeah. He's, he really is. He's like every he's like every almost five spots. Prime LeBron, the big window there. I know. Jesus. I know. Uh, do you think? Do you think that actually brings up a good question? Do you think that this is pr- that LeBron's still prime LeBron, or do you think that? I think, yeah, I think his numbers were slightly worse than the last five, six seasons. But I think this just goes to show yeah, that I think he's this is his most dominant series. Yeah, ever. he's got so much in the tank. I think. I think that probably took a lot out of him for the time being, for yeah. the next couple months. But he, right. like, I remember. I remember sh- they showed, uh, I think it was after his block, and the Golden State missed the three. There's a timeout call. It was like a minute and 30 to go or something. Maybe like two minutes. It might have been before the block or whatever. And there was a timeout, and they showed LeBron sitting on the bench, and he was literally so, you could just look, and he was gassed. Like, I, I was, like, worried. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just hope he finishes like, yeah. this game. And he, this guy needs these four or five months off, whatever it is. Um, yeah, but he's in his prime, I'd say. I think he has. A year, I'd say next year would be probably just as good, yeah. and then maybe one more after that. And it's not like he's gonna fall off; he's still gonna be a top five player in the league after that, probably. He'll so. be able to play till he's forty. He's a freak athlete. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I would say this is prime right now. Still, yeah, I think and that's a big window because I would say like I think he's been the best player in the league since oh seven maybe the last Kobe's Kobe's first title loss when they lost to Boston. I'd say that was the last year. Which was 2008. Yeah, so I'd say since... 2007, 2008. So I'd say since then, LeBron's I'm, been the best player. I might even say before that when LeBron carried that 07 team. Yeah, that's fair too. Yeah, definitely. So LeBron's been... You're talking about a dude that's dominated for the last... You almost know, 10 years. Almost 10 years he's been the best player. And there was the little flash of Curry that, you know, we'll probably forget about 20 years from now. Like, I think it was Curry. Like, he was a better scorer and he was just, like, flashy. But LeBron consistent came out there does everything he everything across the board so i don't get how people don't understand this now like the same thing with the with counting out the spurs like i don't know how you make the same mistakes over and over again but people every year lebron's gassed he's no he coasts during the regular season yes like he does not give a shit about the regular season they make the playoffs that's all you need yeah that's all you need from lebron and you know get to get to playoffs he can coast to a first seed in the east and then as i'm saying they were literally like Alright, all right, Chris. Well before we before we put a bow on it, let's do a couple more quick things. Let's talk let's talk Warriors, let's talk about what they gotta do, and then we'll get out of here by just kind of 
a recap, uh, talking about and highlighting some fun things from the season. So, Chris, what do you feel the Warriors are missing or need to do? I think now it's like you like we talked before. Uh, I think Bogut is he's he was injury prone before he got there. I feel like so. Yeah, he's, at, he's had a couple injuries while there, and this one was obviously a pretty big one. Um, I think he's just breaking down. Yeah, he just I think so. He's already kind of broken down before that. Um, I think it might be time. I think you let Festus go, and I think Bogut kind of becomes like a backup center, kind of like, mm-hmm. and they just go out and get another center, whether. I wouldn't say the draft because he that they just want to be that guy want to be ready for yeah. what this team needs. Um, but maybe some type of sneaky veteran free agent, team Noah, some in there. Uh, yeah, also like Noah, you never know. Um, I think that's what they need really because you know, we obviously know how good their team is. It's mm-hmm. already proven. So I think just go get a pretty reliable center. Yeah. He doesn't have to be some all star, but you know, you consistent the... big guy and get you ten boards. You know, eight points maybe. I mean, that's all you really need. I mean, you don't even need that. But like that's when it comes to this team, yeah, yeah. you just need an, a good interior defender, yeah. uh, a very good interior defender. I mean, <laughs> shit, maybe if they can get Dwight Howard cheap enough. Yeah, but no, they, they. I wouldn't take Dwight Howard. I wouldn't touch him with the ten foot pole no, at this point. Not especially with them. Uh, yeah, but um. Anyways, they need a guy like Howard, just a just a rebounder and rim protector. And it, it, I think they do need someone that's more athletic. Like I know Bogut's like kind of like a stiff, and that works for them. But um, they they need two types of centers. It's it's very it's very weird because Bogut's a, a kind of weirdly specific and odd type of center. He's a center that's not athletic but protects the rim very well. He rebounds very well. He blocks very well, and he scores pretty well around the rim. But also he playmakes, and that's a huge part of their offense is the setting screens and the playmaking. Like, Bogut is so smart, he makes the right pass. That's why I like Joachim Noah, but I don't know if Joachim Noah can be that rim protector that, uh, that, you know, that they need. So they might have to go and get two centers, like kind of have like a Festus Azili, which is like a young athletic guy who can contribute, and then you need a, a Bogut type, which is... Yeah, they need to do like a dual center pretty yeah. much. They do because I don't. I don't really think of looking at looking on the market. I don't think that there's anyone with their cap situation that they have. But you know, you have Curry, Clay, and Draymond all locked up. You know that Draymond and Curry are going to come back real strong. Like these guys are, these guys are really. I mean, these guys play very well with their backs against the wall. You saw Draymond Green, and I've actually forgot to point that out when we were looking at the game score. That Draymond Green's game seven performance was uh, eighth all time. He so was, he was he, he was, was huge, he, he was huge. You talked about that before the podcast. You said if you showed me Draymond Green stat line, you would say the Warriors won by probably ten. Yeah, easy. You, you would you would think. Yeah, and he is the only one that showed up. So I know it, it's it's tragic, but um, they got so they got Curry, Clay, and Green under contract. They're going. They have the rights to keep Barnes, so Barnes will probably stay. I, I assume that they max or that they match any offer. What well, even if it's a max. Um, then, you know, Barbosa, I believe, is still under contract. Livingston has a player option, which I'm sure he's staying. Uh, he's a big role. Igudala. Igudala's another thing. I don't know how many more years he can be. He's been, he was really, Iguodala. offensive, I feel like he's totally fallen off offensively. Um, but defensively, he did a really good job on LeBron. It seemed like, it seemed like every time LeBron was going to the rim in those early games in the series that, Iguodala would always get a strip or a block or something on him, so I think he could be really good for them defensively. But you know, like I said, offensively, I don't know. And 
I don't know if he's worth. He was great on Kem Durant too. Yeah. So like, I, um, yeah, defensively he's there. I just don't know. He is if he's his contract up. I don't yeah, know what. He's no, worth he's to he's under contract. Blah, 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 it's so. just my thing is that he's now I believe thirty two, going on thirty three. Uh, so you know, and so much of his, you can only guard LeBron and Durant for so long. You know, and, and at that age, you know, I hate to be the guy that calls a thirty two year old old, but. I mean that's kind of old when you're guarding LeBron. Well, and, and especially like it's no it's no knock on Iguodala, but he's not a superstar. Like yeah. at that 32, 33 age, that's when it's proven. Like it's a fact that the average NBA player, slightly above average NBA player, just falls off. Like, it's just an older age. So, mm-hmm. so I think that I think that a couple things need to happen because I don't think the Warriors have much cap flexibility to get all that they're looking for. I think they need that that dual center role um, fixed. I don't think they need to trade Bogut. I mean, his contract, getting rid of his contract would be nice, so it would free up some some cap space. But um, I don't. I don't think you need to trade Bogut. But I think you need to get. I would. I would focus on getting the athletic rim protector rather than the playmaker because I feel like I feel like you can rely on on Draymond for that and go small. So um, maybe Joaquim Noah isn't the best, but then again, maybe he is because you know he'd be he'd probably he'd probably be willing to play cheap. For yeah. a contender. I mean, we don't really know who else is out there. Like, yeah, we, we don't really know who else is out there center-wise as of right now. Like, it doesn't look like, knowing the names that I know, it doesn't look like it's a great class for centers. Um, maybe, so they, I, maybe they steal Andre Drummond from us. Yeah, maybe they steal <laughs> Andre Drummond for the minimum. <laughs> oh, man. And then, I mean, then then you have Hacka Drummond on, on the Warriors. Oh, God. Uh, that That's a mess, man. It sucks being a Piston fan. We get one great player, and he can't shoot free throws. We get one great player in like 25 years, and he just can't shoot. Oh. Uh, anyways, so I would I would say their number one need is getting that offensive, uh, getting that offensive and defensive big, that versatile big who's again athletic, mobile, kind of replaces Festus Zeely, maybe even an upgrade. Because I mean, let's face it, he was a no show in the playoffs. Oh God, he was uh, actually horrible. Yeah, he was actually horrible. That, that was bad. Uh, he cost himself. <laughs> he cost himself so much. Verjao played way better than him. Oh my god! Yeah, Verjao can't play anymore. Please God, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, he's I he's like all over the place, and I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. He like, spends more time on the ground than he does. I know he tries. To, he tries to get these calls, and it's like, come on! Like, what do you think's gonna happen? He flops against Matthew Delvadova. Like, come on, dude! Like. Mm. Come on, he falls literally every time there's contact. He yeah, falls. it's so it's so it's it's so, and I I pers I personally think it's clumsy too. Like I think he's not just that yeah, flopping. He, he's like he's kind of gumpy. Dude. Like he's yeah he's that gumpy too. Like and his body's like that worn down. Um, so anyways, they need to they need to get Verschal the hell out of there. I don't know how <laughs> they do it, but um, they need to get him the hell out of there and get a, a backup center for Bogut. Uh, maybe maybe another center if you really think that Bogut long term isn't going to be that much of a factor, and then um, then your next your next best guess would be to get um, try and get another wing another versatile wing, but uh, I don't know I don't know if you're gonna find one with the money that they have, and you, you just gotta kind of have to you're gonna have to rely on Steph Curry Draymond Green and Clay Thompson because they're young taking another level up. And getting better, but I don't know how Curry does it. But I think there's room for improvement with Clay and Draymond, right? I don't know about Clay. I like Clay a lot, but I think he's. You think he's kind of maxed out? Like, yeah, I think he's a very good shooter. He is what he is now. 
Yeah, and that's fine. He's an yeah, all-star. He's, great. he's good. He's, he's an really amazing good. defender. Uh, Draymond, though, definitely. Like, he had, Draymond yeah. was really good in the postseason. Um, you know, he's a point forward. He can do play almost pretty much every position. Well, we've seen that. They yeah. start him at center. I don't know about that. But, yeah, I mean, if, if I think he can, he can improve, definitely. I think he can improve a little bit in, like, every area. Especially, then, like, in their system. Like, yeah. I think there's just more opportunity for him. Yeah. Rather than go somewhere else and try and have him carry the load all of a sudden. So Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he's that kind of player. Like I think he really is a product of the system, as much as I love him, but he is a product of the system. And so I th- I think that there is room you're right, the way they play, I think there is more room for him to to become even better and take another step. But uh you, you know, you gotta kinda hope that that's it. And you gotta hope that you're healthy and you gotta hope that maybe, you know, some other teams cut catch the injury bug like like they did last year that's that's i think the worst part to me now is that you know everybody's gonna say that they never they didn't deserve to be champs because you know the first year they played injury riddled teams and so they didn't get their redemption um they didn't get to prove that they can win a title when everybody's healthy so i can do you feel like do you feel like that um, I, I don't know about, like, every team, but the, the Cavs one got brought up, I feel like, almost every time. Yeah. Like, you just hear anything about it. Like, oh, they didn't have Kyrie. Oh, they didn't have Love. And it's just like, uh, They're not losing they to the Pelicans because they don't have Drew Holiday. Right, right? exactly. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Um, But anyways, let's get on and let's talk about, now that we know, the Cavs, obviously, let's put it this way, they don't need to do anything. They won the title. They're good. They just gotta. They just gotta plug Richard Jefferson in, who's retiring. I feel like that's pretty easy to do. Yeah, and Jeff- then, Jefferson wasn't bad though. He, he played. He played great. He played a lot of. Minutes. I feel like there's a lot of players like that. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, what no, I'm no, saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then maybe deal with J.R. Smith, how, however you please, whether you let him go or keep him. Probably try and trade E-Man, because man, he's he sucked. He sucks so he, bad. He was horrible in that. Like I feel Dude. like everyone and the Cavs was fine. They did what even literally like guys like Mo Williams did what they needed to do, and Chumper couldn't. Chumper was not. He good wasn't at even all. good defensively. No, he was not good. He couldn't even hit a shot. I was getting cut your hair. Dude, he <laughs> he must have. I mean, he stole ten mil. Yeah. He stole ten mil a year. That's that's crazy. I know. Like, they just paid. That's. That's overpaid even in this climate where this summer people, NBA teams are going to spend a billion dollars on free agents this summer, and Shumpert will still be overpaid. Yeah. That's ridiculous. He was a disaster, man. All right. What happened to that New York Knicks Shumpert? Oh, my, oh my God. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. He was looking promising. They threw in J.R. Smith. They wanted E-Man, and they threw in J.R. Smith. Yeah. Keep J.R. Garrett and Shumpert at this point. Ooh. Yeah, honestly. Get a better get, get yourself a better wing than Shumpert. Uh, anyways... So, now that this is the final podcast of the season, don't worry, I'm, I got a ton of content coming for the off season. But now that this, this man is the has last, no days off, do not worry, ladies. And yeah, gentlemen. no days off for me in the podcast game. The best in the podcast <laughs> game. I'm trying to be. We the best. I need a DJ Collie drop. But um, anyways, let's let's get into. Let's talk about the big things that happened this NBA season. Kind of put a bow on it. Kobe's. Kobe's uh sixty point game, which I forgot. I honestly that forgot about that. That was the best one with regular punch. season, definitely. Yep. Definitely. Okay, so we had we had Kobe dropping sixty points in all time great, top fifteen on my list. Again, I'm not going to give you where because stay tuned for that. Top uh, fifteen, I like that. Yeah, top fifteen, and then then you have so you have Kobe, a top fifteen player, going out like a champ, dropping sixty, shooting fifty shots, total Kobe. 
uh, and they actually win the game. Like, so you have that moment. You have the whole retirement, him visiting every city for the last time. Uh, the only teams that didn't know that it was their, the only fan bases that didn't know it was the last time was, I believe, Chicago, Boston, and New York, which are big ones. But uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like they had the feeling because he announced it after he visited them for the last time on the road. Um, but you know, Detroit. I wish I would have went to that. I, I really that's might have been that might be my biggest regret in life that I didn't go to see Kobe. Did he play that game? Yeah, he did. Okay. He shot a lot. Uh, he didn't play good, but <laughs> you know, he was there. He was Kobe. He was Kobe in the last year. What did you expect? Um, so we had that. We had the Curry versus Oklahoma City thirty-eight put foot bomb for the win. Like that was a great moment. That too. was a great moment. That was like oh, everybody's like, oh my god, greatest regular season game ever. Maybe that I can remember at it this point. It was really good. Uh, then you have, God, then you have, uh, what else are some things that happened? The dunk contest was amazing. Dunk contest, the dunk, yes. Best dunk was contest in a long, Best dunk long contest. Time. The three-point contest was crazy. The Splash Brothers played each good. other. Like, All-Star Weekend in general, the new the new skills challenge was great. Yeah, that uh, was all good. That was, that was all good. Uh, All-Star Weekend was good. Uh, All-Star Game, I think it was kind of a disgrace, but uh, but if you like scoring, it was like 210 to 200 or yeah, something like that. Breaking. Some record-breaking scoring. Uh, everybody got 50. <laughs> um, so then, then you had, uh, what else are some other things we had? We had Curry score 400 threes in a, reg- in a single regular season, which is... Obviously, they broke the record obviously, uh, yeah. team-wise. Yeah, they broke the record team-wise with 1,077 threes in, in a single season. And Curry, the the pre- the previous individual record was Curry set last year with 287. He smashed it with 402 this year, I believe. I believe, yeah, it's 402 in terms of three pointers made. So he smashed that. And Clay actually broke Steph's record from last year too. So you had the most dynamic shooting team. And I was doing a research for a speech that I had to do for class, and so I know these stats. Curry and Clay hit more threes than 14 NBA teams. Oh, my God. That is insane. That is insane. So we've seen that. We've seen a team go 73-9, and nine, set a record that might not ever be broken. I know, you know, there's always a chance. but I, Maybe I mean, next se- year for the Warriors. Maybe next year. 74 wins. <laughs> 74 wins. In no, the seriously, next. what if, like, uh, KD goes to Spurs? I, I don't know. Pop rests people. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Like I, I so think true. I think we're in the age of resting players, so I feel like I feel like you know Steve Kerr, Popovich would have sat his guys no matter what, but I feel like Steve Kerr let, he, let he the players no do it. What, yeah, literally. Yeah, he'd just be like, no. He'd eh, like he'd, he'd take his jersey, just throw it out. Just yeah. like no, you can't do it. Um, so you got to see that. You got to see seventy three and nine. Like these are all things that happened in one season, and then to top it off. You have a dramatic playoffs where you know there wasn't a lot of good series. There was a there's a lot of okay series, but there wasn't a lot of great series. Detroit made the playoffs. Yeah. You got to throw that out there. They played well. They played well. Um, then you had then you had uh, OKC. Golden State came back three to one. Was awesome, and the NBA Finals was amazing. Great, uh, probably the greatest series I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I, and which is so funny because how we talked about how boring it was before. Like the first, the first four games was just blowouts. Yeah, those games weren't even close, but it was still entertaining. I know because it, each guy was doing something. So yeah, it was still semi. And because of the whole hype of the fi- it being the finals, like that really brought it. But we saw Oklahoma, 
or we saw Golden State come back from down three one against Oklahoma City Thunder, who looked like who looked like they were poised to be the best team in the league and maybe the champs. And so they they do all that. Then they get up three to one against the Cavs, a team that hadn't won a title in fifty two years in any of their pro sports teams, and. LeBron just wills them all the way back, and they win Game 7 in Oracle in dramatic fashion. Chris, this is, we talked about this at the beginning, or maybe at the midpoint of the season when the Warriors were dominated, that this might be the most boring season ever. We were totally wrong. wrong. This, might, yep. this might be the most amazing season we've ever been a part of. It, it was great. Like I, I, I don't think we'll ever see we'll ever see this again in our lifetime. We'll never see a seventy three and nineteen. There's so much going on because like yeah. a, a player like Kobe doesn't retire every year. Yeah, not even close. And to for the way to cap it off like he did, obviously a record breaking team. So those things were all special that we probably won't see in a long, long time. I mean, yeah. not till pretty much LeBron retires, I'd say. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like the next, well, Tim Duncan, but Tim Duncan's not going to make a, a deal about it. I can see Duncan retiring this offseason. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I can too. I'm wishy-washy because I think they could come back and win a title. I think that would yeah. be cool for him to win one, although I'd always be rooting for LeBron no matter what. But um, Get one I could see him, I'd, I could see him <laughs> another one for the land. I could see him going out, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like this offseason. Because like, he's just one of those calm and not so flashy, you know, the way publicity he goes, kind of, yes, he, so. he goes out totally different than Kobe, right? Definitely. Like He just doesn't show up to training camp, and you're like, oh, shit. Where's Duncan? Yeah, and then you and call the, him, and he's, he's like, the he left a voicemail that said, I, "I'm retired." Yeah, so you know, like that—that's how it is. He might not even do a press conference when he retires. <laughs> like the the next time you might not hear from Duncan is uh, the Hall of Fame speech. Uh, so you know, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, KG—like they are what they are at this point. So like their retirements aren't going to be that as special. Maybe KG's will be special, very special, but I feel like they won't have the impact that Kobe's had. Right. Um. Then. So I mean, yeah, it's probably LeBron that's the next uh, that's the next great, real great to actually retire and kind of go out in that way. Yeah. And maybe we'll never see somebody go out in the way Kobe did again. Maybe. Um, so I, Chris, of all of these moments, what is what is your favorite and what is the most impressive to you? Because maybe they're two different things. Uh, I don't know. I think just as big as LeBron fan, LeBron fan I am. I was so happy to see something like that down three one, saving his legacy, kind of. And I just flat out don't like the Warriors nor their fan base, especially on uh, that Twitter bandwagon. So I was really no. happy to see it rubbing in that face. But um, but I was I thought the Kobe thing was so cool. Yeah. Um, he shot a zillion times. Who cares? He should have. They're playing the Jazz. It was an irrelevant game. He and shot. Hold on. It was okay. So, Keep talking. I, I want to look up the stats. Times. I, I want to. I think it was literally fifty-one. Or Keep something. talking. I want to um, look up the stats. So that was cool to see Kobe do that. Um, I think it was the right thing to do like why why would d'angelo russell and the other guys try and even score like that's not what the fans are there for so i thought that was awesome from kobe thought that was awesome from his teammates game might have been a little rigged jazz suddenly couldn't hit a bucket no i'm kidding yeah um that was aisha, cool aisha curry thinks it's rigged aisha curry's tweeting about it oh my god that was that was that was a dark moment i i i hated that so much that was rough <laughs> okay so i'm still looking up Lakers, Kobe's last game, box score. I believe it's over. It's either 50 or 60. I know it's a, I think a it was flat 50, number. I want to say it was, I, I don't I think it was 60. 60. That's a lot. That is so many. But it's Kobe. It is Kobe, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, all right, so I got it here. 
Yep, 22 of 50. That's actually not bad percentage. That's really not that bad. It's it's 40-something percent, right? That's like, really not, especially Kobe, what, 38? I mean, come like, on. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but, you know. It's, like, right there, 43, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. Probably. I mean. So I thought I thought that was the coolest moment, but I think. Four assists, too. Wow. What's more that, impressive? That might be a record breaker for Kobe. What's more impressive, 60 or 50, yeah, 60 points or four assists for Kobe? We're, we're putting it in context of Kobe. Oh, now. definitely the assist. He dropped 81, so. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, no, I got to agree with you that Kobe's was the most, uh, that I did not see that coming. No. I did not see that coming at all. Um, I watched it. I'm glad I chose to watch that over the Warriors breaking 73. Yeah, yeah, that breaking, was the same night. Because yeah. it was the same yeah, night. Yeah. Both both ESPNs. That was that was a great night for sports. I uh, think put Kobe on ESPN, too. Yeah, I know. The disrespect. <laughs> the disrespect. That's why he dropped sixty because he, he heard the news and he's like, oh, they're disrespecting. But no, he he kept passing in that game. He kept passing the ball and then kept just getting it. And the teammates would give it back. They're like, no, we're not touching the ball. Like you shoot it. So he's like, all right. I mean, you don't have to tell him twice to shoot right. the ball. Uh, I think that the my favorite was the Kobe moment. But to me, I really think the most impressive was the seventy three and nine. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Like. I loved watching that Kobe. I loved every second of it. It was so cool to see like all the stars there were there too. You know, Shaq yeah, yeah. is in the celebrities, house. Celebrities, all that. Yeah, good stuff. like I I would have paid top dollar if I was in L. A. to go to that. Like that would have been just a great moment. Um, so I I think that that's my favorite moment of the season, but the most impressive. No, I can't even say it's a word. Record. I think I think seriously the most impressive is the Cavs winning. Yeah. Because I said from like November I'm like oh my god the Warriors have this season on lock and it's not even close barring injury and maybe I'm right because who knows about Steph's injury I just gotta keep throwing that out there uh but um no no I mean you know that was probably the most that was probably the most impressive comeback I've I've ever seen in my life that I can say that without a doubt yeah it's the most impressive comeback I've ever seen in my life had had the biggest stakes Game seven was, we don't get a game seven finals very often. I know we've gotten one each of the last three years, but we really don't. If you look at historically, we, we've been very lucky to get to get three game sevens in six years in the finals. But, um, you know, I, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever have a game seven quite like this again with so much on the line. So I think the most impressive thing to me was the Cavs because I was hell-bent on the Warriors winning all all series long, I was very arrogant about it. I was like, book it every series. I picked them in four or five. I'm like, except for except for this series, I did pick Warriors in seven, which, you know, I guess that was the closest I could be to being right, right? I mean, if I'm picking the Warriors, Warriors in seven. Right, yeah. So I was pretty close. Uh, maybe next year. Um, Chris, so I think that I think that's it. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say? You said, you said Kobe was your favorite, right? Or was it most impressive to you? Thought- or both? No, I think it was just. I think I was with you on the same. I think one of the both are on there. Like one was the coolest, one was the impressive in any way you want it. The LeBron, yeah. the comeback with the Cavs, and then the Kobe showing. So. All right. Well, Chris, thank you for coming back on the podcast. As always, uh, it's been a long time since you came on the podcast. Right. I got some ideas for the off season. I'll show you off air. Uh, keep those keep those a secret and i'm sure i'm sure a lot of them i'm I'm sure a lot of them will intrigue you because i i really thought hard about these right and so for those of you that don't know again still working on the naming of this show at the moment but i do also have a hip-hop podcast it's under the same thing it's under the same uh 
it's under the same podcast series and it's it's a series about hip-hop music basically where i do various things i review classic albums that everyone loves i review current projects that are just coming out i talk about things within the culture of hip-hop such as ghostwriting all those all those things that are very important stream services and i also bring on local artists and even artists that are actually in the industry. I've actually brought on an artist who's actually in the industry and talked to him before because he's a good friend of mine. So I bring on a lot of different guests and I give you a lot of different styles and tastes. Uh, so check that out if you will. And again, I got a lot of NBA content. This is far from the beginning. This is far from the, this is far from the end, I should say rather. This is only the beginning. So there's going to be a lot of NBA content coming out for me as well as a lot of hip hop. And you can find it all on Podbean searching crispy 1132 that's c-h-r-i-s-p-y 1132 and you can use that on twitter as well that is my twitter handle and so on twitter i will have a link to both my podbean and my itunes because now i'm on itunes as well so uh you can search just chris platty on itunes it's completely free subscribe rate me five stars and write a review that's what the that's what the corporations see i don't get the numbers i just get to see um views or ratings rather and uh subscriptions so that's what they get to see and so that's how i get ads and that's how i get money but it's completely free for you guys it's costing me money but you know (laughs) you know i I do this because i love it all right chris any last thoughts on the nba season before we get out of here anything you want to say go Cavs, go go Cavs, go all in for the land all in all in bring one home for the land bring one home for the land and bring another one next year right hopefully oh god i'm sick of cleveland winning already All right, guys, thank you. This has been Chris Platty and Chris Phillips. And, again, you can catch all my NBA and hip-hop stuff on iTunes and Podbean. And so, of course, in addition to all the cultural stuff that I'm doing for the NBA and the philosophical talk, if you will, I'll be also doing podcasts on, you know, the the latest news, such as draft recaps, free agency, team previews, predictions for the season when it comes time. So all those things are going to – also continue to be a part of the basketball series that I'm doing and again for the hip-hop fans I have a classic review coming out for an album that I'm sure you hip-hop fans love Uh, you guys will have to tune in to find out but it's a very very special album a lot of a lot of people within the hip-hop community know and love this album so I'm very excited for the review of that and also I'll have a continuation of my local artist series uh, maybe two episodes this week are planned are planned to be recorded, so you'll get you'll get to see some of the two biggest local artists around my area. Uh, that will be cool. They took they graciously took time to sit down with me and record a podcast. So again, stay tuned, and there's a lot of content yet to come. Thank you for tuning in.